Hi there. I'm Anne Marie McQueen, editor of LiveHealthy.ae, and this is the LiveHealthy.ae podcast. Each week, we will interview leaders in the UAE's health and wellness community and will explore topics you read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women. And now it's time to meet this week's guest. Today on the Live Healthy podcast, uh, we have Donna Howard, who's a woman's health coach. She lives in Abu Dhabi. I've gotten to know Donna. She's a trainer and um, does lots of things in the city. But in the last year, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to join you, Anne-Marie. Lovely to join you. Now, in the last year, okay, it's, it's Menopause Awareness Month, September. And then in October, it's Met World Menopause Awareness Day on the 18th. So if we're all hearing a lot more about menopause than anyone is used to or comfortable with, (laughs) you're seeing a lot more already. That is why that is what's going on because you don't see very much about it. Right. But Donna has, has taken special training in the last year, focusing on perimenopause and menopause. So I just wanted to ask you, first of all, if you could describe that training sort of what you learned. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, the course that I did is with a company based in the, the UK. And basically, it's entitled the Third Age Woman's Course. And that kind of relates to, you know, after, you know, the lady's transition through on her menopause journey, she's got a third of her her age left, so to speak. So with regards to the course, it is very much, it is a thorough course, and it kind of encapsulates, if that's the right word to use, um, everything about menopause. So it will give you an insight, um, you know, as a coach into HRT, It'll introduce life choices, talk about nutrition, brain health, gut health, sorry, gut health even. So it kind of gives you a full 360 of of the menopause and the, you know, the decisions you can put in place and the choices that are available to you. Because, you know, as a a woman transitioning through menopause, especially at the perimenopausal stage, it can be very overwhelming, you know, the symptoms and the information that's out there and the different sources that the information is coming from. You kind of think, oh, my word, oh, what do I do? Where do I go? So for a lady to come and see me, I can literally give her a snapshot, show her choices. So if you can imagine that with the symptoms and the choices that she has, it's, it's a, these are all pieces of a, of a larger puzzle. So bringing these pieces together creates a picture of her journey, an individual journey that's suitable for her menopause and her symptoms, etc. So we should point out, because I don't know if people know, that menopause is the moment in time that you haven't had your menstrual period for 12 months. And that's then post menopause is everything after that, because symptoms and issues can continue. But perimenopause is everything leading up to it. And that's sort of where all the issues lie for women. A lot of the issues lie in perimenopause, which a lot of women don't know. So just walk me through that a little bit. Maybe like if you're comfortable talking about yourself or... Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. More than happy to share my experience. As I, as I said before, with regards to perimenopause, it can be the more turbulent time, shall we say, during the menopause journey because 
know, a lady, if she's not prepared, if she's not aware of perimenopause and various stages, it can feel very overwhelming. So using myself as an example, I walked through perimenopause door when I was, I'd say, let's say about 42. And it started off with um, hair loss, quite horrific hair loss and changing hair, hair texture. And then my confidence was affected, sleep was affected. And it was kind of, you know, a, an accumulation of lots of varying symptoms, all varying in, in, in severity. But I, I had no idea what was happening. Because, you know, because the, the mindset is when you go through menopause or you experience menopause, you're an old lady. Yeah. So I was too young to be, you know, yeah, 42. menopause. Yeah, exactly. So it's quite young. So I thought, right, what on earth is going on? You know, my mental health was affected and um, my periods just became awfully heavy. And if it, it affected everything, my personal life, my work life, because I was a personal trainer. I had to excuse myself from um, training sessions and I was in a male-dominated environment. So that was extremely embarrassing, extremely uncomfortable. Um, so I think uh, I'm trying to remember the ages, actually. Uh, to combat that, that's when I had the, the marina coil um, inserted, which is quite lovely. And oh, miraculous, that, that really helped me. But I did try and... Know, look at my my diet um my exercise making sure i slept well but it it, it, it didn't work so I, I knew right something has to be done and so i went to the marina coil that helped massively and then moved on to the hrt a couple of years later. how did you know that it was perimenopause like did you get a diagnosis from a doctor like what happened no i didn't um i think it was probably after I had the marina coil inserted, where I had this, you know, this sense of relief that a huge weight had been lifted. And I'd say the effects of the marina probably kicked in about two weeks. And the, the, the menstrual cycle that I had after, the month after, was, it was instant. It was instant relief. It was almost as if, you know, I turned a completely new page. And wow, I found myself again. And I was, you know, able to live, you know, a relatively normal life. So you didn't get that thinking that you had perimenopause. You just got that thinking that you were having problems. Yeah, I just thought I, thought I was having a breakdown. I thought I was suffering from depression and I was, uh, you know, going crazy. And, and I had suffered with depression before and taken medication. That was a few years ago. And I just thought, oh, I'm, I'm going back down that road again. And I don't want to go back down that road. And it was, you know, all the typical symptoms that, you know, ladies have during menopause or perimenopause. I just was completely unaware of it until I, I just started doing self-education and looking at other ladies. For example, I looked at Amanda Thieve. I think she was the first page that I followed right at the beginning um, when she first started Then followed on with Diane Danzabrink and Louise Newsom and then just kind of extended my knowledge. And I, then, and I think that's when I thought, oh, my word, it's not just going to be me. There's other ladies that will be experiencing exactly the same as me. What on earth are they going to do? So I just felt compelled to help them, especially in the UAE. I felt there was a, a real need for support, advice, and awareness. So Diane Dancer, that you mentioned, the UK is really a lot farther, I think, 
than the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. It feels like they're doing something all the time. And also their celebrities are always speaking out about it. Not always, but you never, I mean, you never hear an American celebrity speak about menopause. I've, I've heard like two or three, but in yeah. the, they're, you know, they're talking about it all the time. It's great. But um, Diane Danzenberg started a campaign called Make Menopause Matter, right? Where she, and now they're having menopause in the um, school curriculum, but they also wanted to make sure that GPs get mandatory medical training. And I think a lot of people don't realize that doctors don't really get trained. They get trained in all sorts of prenatal stuff, um, but not, yeah. not menopause. So, I mean, that's happening in the UK. What is your, your... Uh, you're trying to do the same sort of thing, but here in the UAE, can you tell me about it? Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, it, you know, it's, it, it's, it's ladies like Diane and uh, Dr. Louise Leeson that have really inspired me, and I've seen, you know, the the changes that they um, implemented in the UK, and I thought, well, you know, if they can do that there, why not here in the UAE? I mean, I'm not naive. I know that I've got a huge mountain that I've got to climb, but it's one of those that if you don't try, you'll never know. So. It, why not? So what I've done there is I've introduced or created a hashtag called uh, Menopause Matters UAE. And that's just, again, it's just to bring awareness of the menopause. And there's, there's various, well, several goals that I want with that. One is to um, you know, introduce menopause awareness to everybody, to women, to medical professionals, to clinics and to hospitals. and also if I can, similar to the Know Your Menopause campaign in the UK, they have posters. Their aim is to have a poster in every health centre in the UK and they have it translated into various languages because we do have different languages in the UK. And, you know, for, for here in the UAE, wouldn't it be wonderful if we had English, we had Arabic, we had Hindu, and really embracing the different cultures that are living here in the community. And um, it's it's just it's just to you know bring about change. And another huge thing out here is continuity of care, mm. and that's an interesting one. Is that you, if you imagine you've got all these medical professionals all coming from around the world, they've got their own training, their own you know traditions, you know, all you know, coming from different countries. But the continuity, the continuity in menopausal care is varied. So what support advice you get from one consultant may be completely different to another consultant. And that's, that's what we need to try and sort out because at the end of the day, you're going to either have a lady that's very happy with her menopausal care and then another lady that's extremely disappointed that she's not got the same care or had the same care as the other lady. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's uh, yes, I have a rather large task indeed there, Anne-Marie. I know my uh, lady doctor is from France and she just doesn't really seem bothered by it at all. She knows about it, obviously, but she's just sort of like, yeah. she just has a very French way of sort of, you know, this is what happens. That's it. And I actually think women in France don't have as many symptoms as we do. So that might be part of the problem. I don't know. What is yeah. there? Yeah. What is there here in the UAE other than? Are there any other groups or like other than you? Is there anyone else that you've come across? Um, there is another group in. Oh, sorry, up in Dubai, and unfortunately, I cannot remember the name of it. But they're quite active, similar size to me, I think. 
Oh yes, as far as the, the, there's just the two the, the two groups. Yeah. But the, you know, the the issue that we've got here is that because we've got various ladies, you know, from different parts of the world with different different family traditions and you know the family way of dealing with menopause, is that it's you know, you've you've got these kind of social barriers that you need mm. to work with. I mean, yeah, it's so it's taboo. It's taboo in the West to talk about. So imagine, like, I know in India it's very taboo to talk about. There was a short film there that apparently was groundbreaking because it was about it. And um, yeah, there's so many different nationalities here, right? There's just yeah. do you have a do you have a Facebook group of of local women and women from outside the country? I do have a Facebook group, and that's called Harmonies Her. And that's open to, to, to anybody, no matter, you know, where you live in the world, you can join the group, you can contribute, you can share, you can reach out for help. And I'm forever and constantly sharing information that I come across and information that perhaps, you know, some other ladies will find helpful and useful. And I've tried to, you know, look at the, the, the broad spectrum of menopause and look at things that could be you know, affected by menopause. So it's a good group. We're going. We're sorry, we're growing. I've got over 460 members, but you know, I'm quite keen for it to grow. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. 450. Um, you know, and sometimes women, like I know, I'm 50, so obviously this is happening to me too. And I didn't want to talk about it for the longest time. I just felt uncomfortable talking about it. Yeah. But I think when you talk about it, it does just get easier to talk about, right? And I can tell when I bring it up with some of my friends that they're uncomfortable that I'm talking about it. So you can imagine if women who are going through it are uncomfortable talking about it, how men who are listening. Yeah. Right. And husbands, but it does affect half of us. So I'm just wondering, um, there are dozens of symptoms, right? Like just so many, many symptoms that we hear about, um, including brain fog. Brain fog's a big one, like forgetting words and forgetting what, what, uh, what have you found has helped? has helped you yeah we yeah brain fog was 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 uh one of my main huge symptoms it affected everything uh just memory anxiety uh confidence believe it or not uh, my confidence was really affected and i i did try to you know bear with it and deal with it uh but ultimately i did move on to hrt but with with that said i'm a great believer that nothing works in isolation so for me, along with HRT, yes, that indeed helped me with my brain fog, but also does looking at nutrition, looking at my sleep and exercise. Exercise is absolutely amazing for, you know, not just for mind health, but body health as well. But that, that really, really helped me in that, you know, it, it gave me a rush of the happy hormones. I was, you know, I guess buzzing. I, I was confident. And it, it just helps me to concentrate more. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so kind of all those things, all those pieces coming together. Yeah. Um, don't you also have to change your exercise a little bit when you get older? Like it's, it's um, you know, like it's, I, I'm, I just read different things and really tough, intense, hour-long hit sessions maybe aren't the best thing for us. Do you do anything? Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you kind of think of, of what the, the female body is going through during menopause, there's a lot of imbalance, there's a lot of stress, and there's a lot of changes, and our hormones are up and down, and then you've got your stress hormones kind of mixed in there as well. 
So if, you know, with regards to stress hormones, if those are elevated, then that's going to have knock-on effects with stress, with anxiety and with sleep. So if you're already fatigued, you've got brain fog, you have anxiety, you're absolutely shattered because you've not been sleeping or perhaps you've got hot sweats, one of the worst things you can do is to go and do a high-intensity interval training session for an hour long because that is only going to add more stress to your body. So what do you do then? It's not to say that, right, you have to stop um, hit training, normal interval training. You adapt it, shorten, shorten the duration, look at the different movements that you can do. Um, and just, you know, you, you work out to, to your own personal levels. And, uh, you know, and another thing that we need to be mindful of is, is your joints, for example, shoulders and your hips. And also another area, unfortunately, and rather sadly, is what happens to our pelvic health. Mm-hmm. Um, prolapse, you know, you might have a, a weak bladder. So the worst thing that you can start doing is interval training, jumping up and down, doing star jumps. If it's not helping your pelvic health, it's going to make it even worse. So absolutely, adaptions need to be made in menopause for sure, without a shadow of a doubt. But you know, just look to what, what do you enjoy? Just do more of it and get that balance. So it could be Pilates, yoga, walking, kayaking, a little, you know, strength training. Strength training is hugely advocated in menopause. And it's not just about lifting up heavy weights. Use your body weight. Use bands. Okay. So there's a lot, a lot that can be done. I always get annoyed at trainers. I test them now because they're all in their 30s and 20s, and they're like looking guys. <laughs> I test them all, and they're just like, it's calories in, calories out, calories in, calories out. You got to keep doing the workouts. That they, it's like they don't get any of the memo, you know. And I, I even was training. I have a boxing coach once a week, and I was down on the floor saying. Yeah push-ups, I think. And then I, I got up, but I got dizzy. And this is something that's happened to me in the last couple of years. I, when I go down and get up, I get really dizzy. And uh, yeah. he looked at me like I was very geriatric. Like I was very old, you know, I don't know if that's what he meant, but he was just sort of looking, he looked really concerned. And I'm like, no, 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 this has been happening to me for a couple of years. And, and I think yeah. it's hormones. And he just looked like, he just looked very uncomfortable, unfortunately, that I brought up a hormone. But that's yeah. what I mean. I used to be able to hop up and down. And now I get a, almost like a vertigo for a few seconds if I go down, from down on the floor to up, standing up straight. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it, it's true. And, you know, as a person, as well as running the harmonious hair page, I'm still a personal trainer or coach, for example. And when I'm training my ladies online, I, that, that's something that I have to be super, super mindful of. And you have to adapt. There's not one size fits all, regardless of the age of your client or you know, the sex that they are. For menopausal ladies, any training regime has to change. It's imperative that changes has to. Um, and it's hard for women who've done that, really. I know it's hard for me because my way of dealing with stress my whole life was really pound out really hard workouts. Go for a run, go for a spinning class, go to hit, whatever. And it, I still will find myself going, no, you got to ramp it up. And then I'm like, no, you got to ramp it down. But don't, I mean, don't you have to change everything? Doesn't, don't you have to look at all areas of your life and sort of like readjust them? Because I mean, hormones yeah. are every part of your function. There's yeah rule all yeah. we do. It's kind of looking at the big picture because, you know, the, you know, with hormones, yes, it will indeed affect everything. And you do need to look at everything, but it's kind of, 
but for me, it's, you know, it's, it's quite an enlightening time, this menopause. I mean, right at the beginning, trust me, it was not enlightening at all. For me, it was doom and gloom. But I'm, as I've progressed uh, through the, the you know, last few, ye few years, I've had some self-reflection. It's a great time for change. It's a great time for self-awareness. It's a great time to, you know, try something new and to think, you know, look at the years, look at the experiences that you've had, both good and bad, and look how they've, you know, sculpted you into the person that you are today. So it's a lovely opportunity to draw from that and perhaps to look at past challenges and think, well, if I can do that, I can do anything. So I've probably diversified a little bit there, Anne-Marie. Oh, I like that. Because it's a third age. It's your third age. You have one, two, three. It's the rest of your you're fully in life after so it gets you just hear so much negative stuff about menopause and the connotation is like you're finished you're finished yeah, exactly. you're just, yeah you're saying you don't feel like that at all no not at all completely I mean I, I, you know, don't get me wrong there was a time when I thought oh my word my life is over but absolutely not no kind of you know looking at myself now I've got <laughs> I've got more confidence than I have ever had and I had the kind of motto that instead of saying, no, I'm not going to do that, I asked myself, well, why not? What's the worst thing that could possibly happen? Do it. Just do it. If you don't like it, don't do it again. But it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it is. It's kind of life is, life is for living. Life is full of opportunity. You've got to go out there and, and grab hold of it. Own it. Own your third age. Rock your third age. Do it. <laughs> a lot of years to not it's a lot of years to not it's a whole chunk of your life oh, yeah. you can accomplish okay. like, who knows yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> oh well I love it um I think we'll leave it at there but I'm sure I'll chat with you again the fascinating subject and yeah, um how can people get involved the hashtag is hashtag is menopause masters uae okay uh, so you've but on any social media, you can follow me on the Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter. Not quite into it. Is it? <laughs> I always want to say TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> no, I, I don't do that yet. That's still a little bit too modern. I'm yet to embrace that culture. Um, but yeah, it's more than happy for, for ladies to reach out. More than happy for husbands to reach out if they want to find out how on earth can I support my wife. You know what? What do I need to do? I'm happy for any any kind of contact where I can help, you know, other Obviously, other this is men too. And you do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching. So if women want to have a more um, a more personalized approach, you'll sort of walk them through and help them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much, Donna. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Anne-Marie. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the livehealthy.ae podcast.